Praying on purpose. Each and every day, immediately after reciting the Berchus HaTorah, it is customary to recite the Berchus Kohanim, three psukim that are found in Parshas Naso, which constitute what we call the Bracha Meshuleshes, the three-part Bracha, which was recited each and every day by the Kohanim in the Beis HaMikdash, blessing the Jewish people. This practice is still followed today, albeit in an incomplete fashion, and Eretz Yisrael, the Berchus Kohanim, is performed each and every day, and outside of the land of Israel, generally it is only performed on Yom Tovim. But the question is, why is it that the Berchus Kohanim is recited right after the Berchus HaTorah? After all, there doesn't seem to be any obvious connection between the two. So first and foremost, as we mentioned the other day, the bracha that we recite before learning Torah is a Berchus HaMitzvah. And generally speaking, Every time we recite a bracha before a mitzvah, so first of all, the bracha is to be recited beforehand. The Gemara tells us that a bracha mitzvah is to be recited over lasiyasan, which means before the performance of a mitzvah. But the other part of that is that it is to be recited immediately before the performance of the mitzvah. So generally speaking, we would not recite a bracha before we were completely ready to go ahead with the mitzvah at hand. So therefore, if you think, for example, about the bracha that we recite before blowing shofar. We wouldn't recite a bracha and then afterwards go ahead to another room to retrieve the shofar. We have the shofar in our hand, all ready to go. The Baal recites the bracha, and then he blows the shofar. Another example, when it comes to the mitzvah of Elokas Ner Chanukah, we hold the candle in our hand, and we recite the bracha, We try to eliminate all breaks, any pause, so that we can go immediately from the bracha directly into the mitzvah. And so therefore, it makes perfect sense that immediately after reciting the Berchus Torah, we want to fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, right? Because if we are just going to recite the bracha and then continue with the rest of davening, and after davening, maybe, I mean, no guarantees, but maybe we'll sit down and we'll start learning right away without any break, there would still be quite a hefsake, quite an interruption from the time that I recited the Berchus Torah, maybe a half hour, 45 minutes ago, until I actually sit down and start learning. And perhaps I'm not going to have the opportunity to sit down and study Torah immediately after davening. And so therefore, the way we address this is immediately after reciting the Berchus Torah, we go right away and we fulfill the mitzvah of Tama Torah by reciting these psukim. There happen to be other passages from Torah Shabbat Peh which follow as well. But first and foremost, to just understand that the need to recite psukim following the Berchus Torah is to a certain extent, it is an extension of a general rule that whenever we recite a Berchus mitzvah, it is going to be followed by the mitzvah itself. But the question that still looms is why the Berchus Kohanim? Why should this be the selected passage that we take from the Torah in order to perform the mitzvah of Talmud Torah immediately after reciting the bracha? Because when you think about it, this is just a sample. Now, it's a special three psukim, but then again, there are many special three psukim. What makes these three psukim most appropriate to be recited at this time. So the Beis Yosef, in his commentary on the tour, says that the reason why we recite the Berchus Kohanim at this point in Inche'a every morning is because the Kohanim who were on duty in the Beis HaMikdash, known as the Anshe Mishmar, they would say the Berchus Kohanim every morning. And so therefore it makes sense that when we daven, we should try to a certain extent to sort of preserve the structure, the format, if you will, of the Avoda in the Beis HaMikdash. This connects to an idea that we discussed many months ago, but there are many 
similarities, there are many connections between that which we do in davening, between that which we recite in the Siddur, and that which was performed in the Mikdash. And so therefore, the Beis Yosef suggests that the Berchus Kohanim is recited not because there is something intrinsic which connects the Berchus Torah, the Berchus Kohanim, it's just that we have to recite some psukim in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Tama Torah. And so therefore, the Beis Yosef says, we might as well recite psukim that sort of bring us back as to where we would be at this point in the morning if we were standing in the Beis HaMikdosh. The Mishnabura comments more generally that he believes that a reason why it is customary to recite the Berchus Kohanim immediately after the Berchus Torah is because these psukim contain words of blessing. And so therefore, it is true that every word of Torah has Kedusha. And it would still constitute a mitzvah of Tama Torah if we would select another Pasuk from the Torah, even if it was, let's say, much less cheerful. But the fact of the matter is, says the Mishnah, if we have the opportunity to select something, it makes sense that we should go ahead and to select from a passage that contained words of bracha, and therefore says the Mishnah, this is why these three Pesukim were selected. I'd like to briefly share with you an insight which is based on that which is found in the book Rav Schwab on Prayer, in which Rav Shimon Schwab Zuchon Levracha offered a most illuminating insight as to what may be the connection between the Berchus HaTorah and Berchus Kohanim. He points out that in the second of the three psukim, right, because there really are three psukim that constitute three separate brachos, or a bracha meshuleshes, one big bracha containing three parts, so the second part includes the following words, Yo'er Hashem panav elecha vichuneka, which means may Hashem cause His face to shine upon you, to shine toward you, and give you chen. Now, Rav Shrab explains, based on the teachings of Rav Hirsch, that the meaning of the word vichuneka is connected to, in English we would say, sort of a spiritual endowment or a gift. The word vichuneka implies that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is gracing us, He is blessing us with a special gift. This gift, explains Rav Schwab, is to be understood as the gift of Torah, or more precisely, the gift of understanding Torah, the gift of being able to connect to Torah intellectually and emotionally. And so therefore he points out that the bracha that we find in Shemona Esrei, in which we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for assistance in the study of Torah, begins with the words, Ata chonein adam das, that you, there's that same word again, you bestow knowledge to man as a gift. And so therefore, Rav Schwab says so beautifully that this pasuk, Yo'er Hashem Pana contains within it a very powerful allusion to Torah. Because vichuneka implies not just that Hashem should be gracious to us, but He should bestow knowledge upon us. And He should strengthen our ability and expand our capacity to truly understand Torah. Similarly, Rav Shwab points out that the Medjush Rabbah, on the words, Yo'er Hashem Panavelecha, again, the first part of this Pasuk, May Hashem cause His face to shine upon you, says, that Hashem should enlighten your eyes and your heart with Torah. And Hashem should bless you with children who are B'nai Torah. This theme is one which is touched upon and referenced in other parts of davening. And so therefore, we say in Shemon Esrei, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us Torah Panecha. this idea of there being sort of this light of the face of Hashem. 
In the Brach of Avarabba, we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the gift of understanding Torah, but understand and appreciate these words that we say. First, we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, V'seim b'libeinu, b'ino, lahavinu, lahaski, l'shmoa, l'umor, l'amed. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for that which it sounds like are all sort of the, the kalim, the tools, if you will, to be able to understand Torah, to be able to work our way through the text, to be able to assimilate the words of Torah, the teachings of Torah. But then we say, V'ha'ereineinu b'sara secha. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to enlighten our eyes. We're speaking about something which is much more transcendent than just a mere acquisition of knowledge. Which is already a different conversation, but the idea of that there should be a connection, an attachment, if you will, that our hearts feel towards mitzvos, this is something which is much greater than just the intellectual acquisition of Torah. And so therefore, right here in the middle of Birchus Kohanim, we have a bracha in which the Kohanim express the wish that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should endow upon us the gift of understanding His Torah. Torah is the Chachma of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rav Schwab says that if we study it, as we would any other science, so we may gain some knowledge of it. However, what we strive for is something much more. Yo'er Hashem Panav Elecha, which means that we pray that through Talmud Torah, our minds will be able to meet with the mind of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyacho, and therefore become enlightened with a deep understanding of the Chachma of Torah. We are not merely asking that we should be able to understand the material and retain it. We are asking that our minds and our souls be able to absorb something of the Chachma of HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. And says Rav Schwab, this is alluded to in the very powerful brachos that the Kohanim deliver to the Jewish people. Yo'er Hashem panov elecha v'chuneka. And so therefore, when you reflect upon this insight of Rav Schwab, it's really no great mystery as to why it is that we recite the Berchus Kohanim after the Berchus Torah. It's true, as we pointed out, we could really select any passage from Chumash. But what makes these psukim so relevant is because the psukim that we are going to recite in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Tamil Torah immediately after the bracha, those psukim are going to reflect the entire objective of Tamil Torah. And that objective is to bring us closer to Chachmas Sabore to enlighten our eyes, to give us a sense of true connection to Chachmas Habore. This is the message, this is the lesson, this is the bracha that is embedded within these very powerful words of Berchus Kohanim. So therefore, here we have a little bit of an insight as to why it is that these three psukim, that the psukim of Berchus Kohanim, were selected to be recited immediately after the Berchus Kohanim. Before saying goodbye for the day, I'll give you a homework assignment. Try to take this idea and extend it to the next passages that we say. First, we recite from a Mishnah, Mesachas Peya, Elu Dvarim She'en Lehem Shi'ur. And then we recite a Brisa, which is cited in the Gemara, Elu Dvarim She'adam Ocha Piroseim Ba'olamazeh. Both of those passages which follow can also perhaps be understood in light of this illuminating insight of Rav Shimon Schwab. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Ha! Ah.